Hey friends, welcome to the sixth episode of the Soul Care Podcast. I am your host, Dave Cummings. Welcome, glad you could join me today. Uh, For the past couple of months, I have been speaking to college students. I speak to college students all the time. I'm a college professor, but I've been speaking to different classes on our campus about stress, anxiety, and depression in college and what that looks like and how to face that. And I've really been targeting the freshmen more than the other groups, though the other groups are benefiting from this as well, because I think freshmen sometimes come into the college experience with a certain set of expectations, and they look around them, and it looks to them like, Everybody is handling this whole experience well and really succeeding, and they're the only ones that are struggling. And uh, the message that I really have for these students, and for you if you're listening, if you're a parent of a student, if you're in high school and you're getting ready to go to college or thinking about college, or if you're in college already, is that um, while some people like to call this the best four years of your life, in reality, sometimes it's the hardest four years of your life. And there are certainly moments when uh, you're hoping this isn't the best four years of your life, right in the middle of midterms or finals or a bad breakup, right? Because it turns out that college is hard. (laughs) That's just the reality of it. It's a broken system in many ways, but it's the best system we've got. If we want to educate people to a particular level within a certain amount of time, it takes a lot of work. And we college professors push you students far too hard. We know that. And yet we don't see a solution to it right now. So really my message for you, if you're heading into college, is just to go in with your eyes wide open. Understand that there are going to be struggles, and that's just part of the game. Uh, And that when you do struggle, and you will, uh, you're not alone in those struggles. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about this whole process and share a little bit of that message. Uh, I have a daughter of my own who's in college now, and for a year, year and a half leading up to college, everybody was telling her, oh, you're heading to college. These are going to be the best years of your life. And I kept wanting to say, hey, don't set her up for you know maybe a big disappointment maybe these aren't going to be the best four years of her life and in the middle of her deepest struggles when you know she's having relationship troubles and her grades aren't great and she's worried about whether she's going to be able to pay for the next semester and all these things are kind of crashing in i don't want those words echoing in her head hey this is as good as it gets right i want her to realize that life is stepping up in terms of its difficulty and she has the capacity she has the skills to also step up in terms of coping with those difficulties and building and maintaining resilience. Um, when we uh, when we uh, previewed her school, it was this pie in the sky, uh, uh, cloud nine kind of experience. You know, they're trying to sell it, of course, and it's just amazing. And she and I both came away, and my wife uh, came away, just wow, this is incredible! What an amazing experience. And then she takes the plunge and commits to a college and we get to a welcome weekend and everybody's out with big signs we love you welcome to our school everything's amazing there's a huge carnival there's music everywhere it's like one big party mom and dad finally leave and monday morning rolls around and it's like oh my alarm's going off and i actually have to get up and oh wow i've got classes to attend and wow these teachers are assigning homework the very first day right the the honeymoon kind of ends pretty quickly i think uh, and the hope is that with some realistic expectations that doesn't have to be some major disappointment or some major shock we, sometimes we oversell the college experience reality is it's a very difficult experience and what i want students to know if you're a student listening i want you to know this if you're a parent listening i want you to know this if you're a high schooler heading to college i want you to know this that even though we as faculty 
put a lot of pressure on you guys. We really understand how hard this process is. We understand that the rest of life doesn't stop while you're in college. And the, the boyfriend or girlfriend you left back home, that relationship is still something you're trying to deal with. And, uh, you know, the family relationships back home you're trying to deal with. And now all of a sudden you're making a million decisions all yourself. And nobody's there to help you decide, you know, Cheerios are lucky charms. Everything is up to you. Waking up in the morning and even going to class is entirely up to you. Whether you brush your teeth in the morning or go to breakfast in the morning, entirely up to you. And while these aren't the hardest decisions to make, there are just so many of them. And so these are major adjustments, and, and we understand that. We really do get it. And even though we don't always show it, we've been there ourselves. Many of us have kids that are going through this process. And if we've been teaching for any time at all, uh, I, I'm in my 15th year now as a college professor. I've, just, I've seen thousands of students, and I, I've gotten to know so many of them. And I see the struggles. I see the ups and downs, and I really do get it. And I want you to understand uh, that we may not always show empathy, but we really do have a lot of empathy. Um, the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, has a definition of, of what they call optimal mental health, what we might think of as a goal. They say that optimal mental health is a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, and if you're in school, that means the normal stresses of school life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. But here's the kicker. They also say that from their studies, they believe that only about 17% of American adults are actually achieving or experiencing this optimal mental health. So that what that means is, A, if you're in that boat, great. You're in the top 17% in terms of your ability to cope, your ability to be resilient and adaptable. Fabulous. The world needs more people like you. Thank God for the skills that he's given you. But the other 83% of us are somewhere less than optimal. Does that mean we're all ready to be institutionalized? Probably not. But stress, anxiety, depression, feelings of being overwhelmed, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of loneliness even. Loneliness is an interesting one because on a college campus, you're surrounded by thousands of people that are essentially your peers. And yet that doesn't guarantee the kind of connection that, um, that ensures that you're not going to feel lonely, the kind of connection that can bear the burdens of life with you, uh, the ups and downs of life with you. Uh, that's going to take intentional risk, intentional vulnerability, just like it does anywhere else. And so sometimes we think, wow, college must be amazing. You have so much support and such a huge community. But that doesn't, the size of the community does not guarantee that you actually get to experience the benefits of community. And so loneliness is not all that uncommon. 83% of American adults are less than optimal in terms of their mental and emotional health. So if we keep that realistic number in mind, when we're struggling, maybe we won't be quite so hard on ourselves. We'll realize that, hey, you know what? This is part of the process. Um, here's some statistics specifically about college students. And one study that was uh, done in tens of thousands of college students uh, were asked to choose uh, from a list of terms that describe their mental state at that moment. And it wasn't necessarily during finals week or midterms or uh, right before some big essay was due or anything like that. It, these were random samplings of random age students, random um, uh, majors that they were studying in, right? Some of them might have been basket we weaving and others were brain surgery students. You got all these college students and 80% of them chose the word overwhelmed. So at any given time, any given student on a college campus, 80% of them 
are feeling overwhelmed. So when you start feeling overwhelmed in high school, approaching college, choosing a college, studying for the SAT, figuring out how you're going to pay for college, and then when you're in college, figuring out how you're going to continue to pay for it and how you're going to keep up with the whole workload and keep your grades up so you can keep your scholarship so you can get into medical school or do whatever it is you want to do. Remember that 80% of college students are, are feeling them, their, themselves to be overwhelmed. Self-described as overwhelmed at any given time. Another question these same students, tens of thousands, were asked uh, if in the past two years they'd felt lonely, and 70% of them said yes. Remember, we were talking about that a minute ago, that being in a, a large population of people does not guarantee community. It doesn't guarantee the kinds of relationships that are going to ensure that we don't feel lonely, that we feel supported and loved and part of that community. Um, <clears throat> Then the next two questions that were asked were directed to graduating seniors saying, hey, looking back on the last four years of college, at any time, would you say that your grades suffered because of anxiety? So fear, worry, panic attack, to the point where your grades actually suffered. And remarkably, 50% of the respondents said yes. 50% said that their grades had suffered from anxiety at some point during their four years of college. Similar question, same set of kids. They said, at any point in your four years, were you too depressed to function? And from experience, I'd say that primarily means can't get out of bed, can't get to class, um, can't actually motivate yourself to physically move and do the things that you need to do. And 33%, one in three college kids looking back on their four years said at some point, I was too depressed to function. Depression, anxiety, loneliness, being overwhelmed, these are unfortunately part of the college experience. And I'm not saying this to scare you, I'm saying this to empower you so that if you're experiencing these today, you realize that, hey, you know what, I am definitely not alone. I might look around and it seems like everybody around me is just killing it and they're having the time of their lives and these are the best four years of their lives and they're not stressed and they're keeping up with everything. Reality is those people are faking it, right? Most of them are in fact struggling and you are not alone. You have no reason to be ashamed or to keep it to yourself, to not share it with people in a way that you can find support in a healthy sort of uh, friendship relationship where you can speak about these things. And if you're heading into college and you're not in these, these, this tough spot yet, uh, realize that if and when it does happen, it's totally normal and it's okay. And there's help to be found, right? This, this is the norm as part of these four years of growing pains during college. Your campus, if you're on a high school campus or a college campus, certainly has resources. Most uh, wellness centers are going to have counselors associated with them. Uh, if your school has a, um, a psych department, often there will be some sort of psychological services offered through that program, maybe through a, a marriage and family therapy master's program. Um, resident assistants, resident directors, typically they're not licensed therapists, but they are experienced people, uh, usually adults with some uh, degree of maturity that can, can really help uh, listen, if nothing else, and draw out your story and maybe point you in the right direction if they feel like you need more help than just a, a listening ear. And don't forget your friends, both on campus and back home, your professors, believe it or not, most of us really do understand and want to be supportive, your family, if you have a good relationship with them, uh, if you've stayed connected maybe to a church pastor, a youth pastor that you can reach out to. Many colleges now have mental health clubs of different kinds where you can just show up and hear other people's story. And it is amazing how much encouragement you can get 
from hearing other people describe what they're going through and recognizing some of your own story in that. And then don't forget that every healthcare plan has some sort of uh, psych support as well. And once you hit 18 years old, you don't need to go through mom and dad. And in most states, you don't have to uh, go through a um, your primary care doctor and get referred to psych. You can self-refer, which means you can just call Kaiser, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, whoever is supporting you. Call their, their uh, general line or if they have a psych line and just say, hey, look, I'm a college kid and I'm struggling with A, B, and C and I would just love to talk to somebody to help sort through these thoughts and feelings. It is amazing the support that you can find from a professional. Getting that, that professional set of eyes and ears on your situation is often the smartest, best thing that you can do. Uh, if you haven't checked out my website, um, my goal is to provide resources to people You know, in the form of a podcast or some video blog every now and then, sometimes some written blogs. Uh, my website, davidedwardcummings.com, check it out. It also has uh, a made-for-more Bible study, six-week Bible study video-based with a, uh, a PDF file of a workbook that's on there, all completely free to help you process through these kinds of things. I hope you'll check it out. If you like what you see, go to the subscribe button and uh, leave me your email address, and you'll get a, a weekly email in the form of a um, really a mini blog post that's that take you 10 15 seconds to read on your phone every week with hopefully some encouraging words along the way so i hope that um if you're thinking about college if you're in college if you've been in college if you've got kids that'll someday go to college that this has been insightful for you and maybe encouraging uh that yeah this is hard but it's not unusual for it to be hard and you and i have been made to really be resilient uh, we have access to resilience deep down inside us. I really do believe that through scripture, through the support of people that God's put in our lives, through the church, um, and through professional therapists, psychiatrists, etc., that can speak into our lives and give great guidance as well. We are so resourced, but we have to take the initiative to seek out those resources. Uh, if, if today's podcast Uh, spoke to you, great. Drop me a line. Let me know, david at davidedwardcummings.com. I'd love to hear how it spoke to you and how it uh, may have influenced the way you're thinking about this whole high school and college experience. If maybe you're thinking of somebody who's fearful of heading to college or they're in college and maybe struggling or you don't know how they're holding up, you know, if if you're anything like, uh, if your kid is anything like my, my daughter in college, it's hard to pick her brain. I have a tough time finding out when she's stressed out and when she's on cloud nine. She doesn't always tell me these things. Um, Share this this podcast. Send send the link over, the title of the podcast, episode six of the Soul Care podcast, and ask them to just listen in and hear from a college professor who's been talking and working with college students for going on 15 years now about the realities of the struggles of the college of experience and the reality that um, we are really truly fully resourced and equipped to be able to step up, not immediately, but by reaching out and taking the initiative and accessing those resources. So anyway, thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you were blessed. I enjoy sharing these, uh, these life lessons with you that the Lord's been putting on my heart and uh, I wish you good mental health. Bye-bye now.